This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking with Melanin Nine. He's an MC representing the United Kingdom. We'll be talking about his album titled Old Pictures. Melanin Nine, welcome to Book Speaks and Beyond. Peace, peace. What's good? What's good, Tosh? Hey, appreciate this. So, you're like six hours ahead, isn't that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. Wow. How's yeah. the future, man? The future good? <laughs> Yeah, man, I can see right through that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Making moves accordingly to what I see, you know, and yeah. trying to stay ahead of time. And, you know, it's all good out here. It's yeah, man. But kind of all good. <laughs> so break down your name for me, Melanin 9. Um, well, I'm a, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of me, but I'm a pretty melanated dude, man. <laughs> um, yeah. That's melanin good. That's good. Yeah, you know, it's the, it's the level of pigmentation in mm-hmm. your skin which determines the shade, you know what I mean? Um, the more melanin you have, the darker you are. Yeah. Uh, the less you have, uh, the less, obviously, the lighter you are. Everyone has melanin yeah. to some level in their skin. And, um, you know, and I don't know, like, um, back in the days, I used to study, like, um, numerology and stuff. Ah, yes. I used to study, like, I used to combine it with like African studies as well, and they used to speak about numerology. Oh wow! They used to say nine was the highest number because um, it's the it's the highest single number, and then mm. after nine, it's back to zero. You know, so wow. So you said you combine, you study numerology and mix that with African African um, mythology. Is like, that what you said? Yeah, Af- African studies. African I used studies. To, yeah. To read books, and um, they would go into the whole uh, zodiac. Wow. Um, a doctrine, and um, you know, they'll speak on numbers and stuff, and it just always intrigued me. And, and you know, and I, I also in astrology, my number, I'm a Taurus, like I'm from, uh, I'm a I'm a fixed sign, Earth sign, mm-hmm. so I'm Taurus. I was born in May, and um, the number for um Taurus is nine as well. Mm. I just found uh not too recently ago, um, recently ago, sorry. And um yeah man, so it's all kind of alignments, like it's all alignments, man. I feel like nine is me. You no, know, so you're attracted to nine. I'm I'm attracted to nine too. I like nine and seven. I kind of grew oh, up a little yeah. bit with mathematics. Doing yeah, the uh, nation, you know, the five percent mathematics. Nine was nine was born. Seven was God. So I was always attracted to the nine. You know. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, seven. You know, seven um in the um supreme mathematics as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I, I studied a little bit of that as well. I know some people who are members of that, mm-hmm. and mainly in America and the states. I've got a lot of friends in the states. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so you come over here often? You would say? Well, how often would that I, be? I've been, a, I've been a. I've been to the states twice. Where you been? Uh, so I've been to New York both times. I okay. actually went at the second time. I had a show in New Jersey. Okay. So. Yeah, I had a show in uh, Princeton University. Oh, word! So, wow, I was I was shipped out there, and um, <laughs> yeah, man, that was a thousand experience. How was that, that experience? 
Yeah, man, it was, it was it was good, man. I really enjoyed it. The second time round, I mean, even the first time round was good because it was all everything was new and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved both times, but the second time was pretty special because I don't know. I got to see a little bit more mm-hmm. um, of the East Coast and stuff. Got on the trains and we got the train from New Jersey down to New York. And, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so sorry to Brooklyn and you know, just all of that was just was just special to me, man. Yeah. Just to see part of the city and. I was, you know, I was staying in Flatbush and um, I had a few friends around there and stuff. And yeah, man. How did feel feel visiting the birthplace of hip hop? How that feel, huh? Um, yeah, I went to the Bronx. Um, I wasn't there for long. It was very short time. Mm -hmm. Um, about I went to the Tops. Went straight to the Big Pun. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man. You know, it's 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 the heart. You know, um, to step 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 on that on that soil. And um and see it, you know what I mean, and and, and breathe that air, man. So yeah, what made yeah, you man. what made you fall in love with hip hop? What was it about it? Boy, that's a long story, man. Um, <laughs> I'll say, put it short. Um, my older brother got me into hip hop. Mm. Um, you know, I looked up to my older brother as a, as, as many kids do, you yeah. know, um, siblings and stuff. And anything that he did, I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know football player, I wanted to be a football player, a soccer player in your terms. Yeah. You know, um, he was just, he was everything that I wanted, to, I wanted to be everything like him, you know, so yeah. anything he'd do, I'd do. And um, I remember he used to come home from school with like tapes and stuff, like TDK tapes of like, um, just hip hop, because we, we grew up in, in soul, on soul, R&B, old school funk. Yeah. Like my soul was like my parents played that. I grew up with my grandmother, and um, she played you know a lot of old. She played calypso. She's from the Caribbean. Ah, okay. My aunts would come over, and they would play a lot of like you know funk and stuff. So we grew up on the funk calypso kind of stuff. And and my and my dad, whenever he'd come over, he'd play like his old dub shit, mm. dub stuff. So we were raised on that kind of um genre of music. And then like we used to watch cable because we had cable as well. And um, we would see like stuff, videos on the box and stuff, and Warren G and oh, like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg. And my dad, I mean, my brother would come home with Snoop Dogg tapes and stuff. And um, one day he came, yeah, he came home with the Doggy Style album. Oh yeah, that was kind of really my first real introduction to hip hop. That was the first thing I would say that made me fall in love with hip hop. Oh, I always wow. had, a, I, w- I would see speckles of it on on you know cable and stuff like different like the brat and stuff, but when I heard the Snoop Dogg album, that's when I really started to take hip-hop serious. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that album. That was a dope album, dope cover and everything, yeah. I was banging that album for like at least five years, man. (laughs) With the Chronic, the Dre Chronic and Warren G's um, G-Funk era. Those were the three albums that really like changed my life. And Tupac. Yeah, Tupac as well. And Yeah, man. So I'd say the West Coast actually was... The initiators for me. The West, you know I mean? the West, West Coast for you. Wow, yeah. Didn't even start in the East Coast. That's how crazy <laughs> yeah. For me, so yeah, those guys are always holding high regard. Those are like my, like my biggest influences. Those, you know, wow. That's dope. In their in their prime, you know. So, yeah. yeah, man. Went to it. Yeah, so yeah, it's my older brother really that got me into this into the into the rap shit. Well, thank thank God for him, man. Thank God for him. <laughs> so. Yeah. So how would you describe um, the part of uh, the United Kingdom you grew up in and, you know, how how 
did that impact your your music journey? To an American, how would you describe that that part you grew up? Um, it's weird because being from the UK, um, we got this kind of like patriotic mentality where we don't really like to fuck with. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, cool. We don't like to. I don't know, man. Like, we, our whole thing over here is jungle, drum and bass, and garage, and oh, okay, yeah. now turned into grime. So, in my environment, growing up in the UK, London, everyone was kind of listening to garage, what they would call garage, and it's like, it's, it's something, it's sort of like house. Oh, okay. House. Yeah, so, a lot of my friends would be listening to that kind of music, and um, I'd be more, I'd be on the hip-hop stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of like, convert my friends to hip-hop, I'd be coming to school with tapes and stuff, hmm. and, then, and I'd be trying to show them, like, Yo, check this guy. Check this dude. Check this stuff out. And everyone would they would like, they would have respect for it, but they'd mainly be on their whole garage house stuff. Yeah, I see. So I would say my environment where I actually lived per se never really influenced me in terms of hip hop. You yeah. know? Yeah, it looked um, like you were the influencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to kind. Of, I mean, my older brother was, you know, he was just me and him just happened to love hip hop, and a few of my cousins. Mm-hmm. We were on the house and garage and drum and bass type stuff. We were. We were just hip-hop. Hip-hop resonated with us. Mm. So, yeah, I would say my environment was different. Like, I kind of felt like an outcast for a lot of the time. So how did you how did you get it? Like, um, besides the tapes, it, were you able to see it live anywhere? Was there, like, just this, this place you can go where people like you would be able to express themselves with hip-hop? Was that was that around you? Uh, no. Wow. No. I mean, we had a spot which was not too far from where I was called Subterranean. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was young, so I wasn't allowed to go out. Right, okay. It was about, how old was I? About nine, eight, nine? Ten. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to go outside and, mm-hmm. you know, the shows and stuff. But we used to have a venue called Subterranea, which was not too far from where I lived. And all the legends would perform there, like Keith Murray, Eric Sermon, Cannabis. Oh, nice. Yeah, Nas came, like, legends would go to wow. that spot. yeah. But I missed all of that because uh. I was too young. Yeah, you know? and um, so yeah, there weren't really anywhere for us to go in terms of like you know getting inspired by hip hop and stuff. It was just cable TV, like right. you would be watch the cable, watch your own TV rap, stay up all late, twelve yeah. o'clock, eyes eyes half closed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, my uncle, my uncle on my mum's side, he would take the shows for us. Oh, nice. So, yeah, missed it, fell asleep, whatever. Would go to his house and he'd have, he would have the tapes and stuff. So. Wow, that's dedication right there. That's nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, how's the thing there? I bet you like hip hop is everywhere now, huh? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so crazy <laughs> I, because I remember when no one in my in my <laughs> circumference was fucking with him. Wow. Nobody, nobody, and it's like even on TV, even like even on show in America, like it was a very kind of like small community, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm growing up in the '90s, early '90s, early, you know, late '80s, early '90s. I'm sure it wasn't as obviously public as it is now. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you guys would go to certain spots, underground spots, and you know there'd be stuff playing. You know, it started in the park. So right. over here it was even worse. Like it was even more low key. So right. <laughs> saying like um um yeah man. So that's you know that's where that's where it all started. That's man. crazy. Like, 
So you like yeah. you like you like a pioneer over there, man. You like a pioneer over there. That's well, dope. there was there was cats around. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. There was, don't get yeah. There was guys, but just you know, yeah. even far screen, you know, there was yeah. Up in West London, I'm sure there was cats in the south. You know, we had we had a few couple UK groups actually. To come to think of it, like um, uh, what's the crew? What's the group's name, man? Uh, uh, Rodney P. London Posse, hmm. like, you know, we had a guy called Danger Mouse. These guys were rapping <laughs> early 90s, late mm-hmm. 80s, early 90s, like um, Blade, a guy called Blade. So they were guys, mm-hmm. they were guys, but yeah, um, it was just a very small sec- section of people, man, yeah. you know, around, at least around me anyway, so yeah. Well, that's cool. So let, let's talk about the album Old Pictures. Why did you call it that? Um, the concept behind that was me trying to go into my whole, my background, like how I came up, mm. you know, um, the things I went through as a child and, um, it's kind of like, yeah, giving you pictures yeah. of my life, like growing up as a child and, and my surroundings and what I went through and friends and stuff and girlfriends and just the regular stuff. So I kind of felt like I wanted to give my fans more of a bio kind of side of me, like more of like where I where I've come from, yeah. like how I came to how I came to where I'm at now, you know, kind of thing. Because right. I felt like all my previous releases were more based on it was based on my surroundings, but it was more me talking about other people's lives, mm. talking about what that other person is doing, what he did, and how I reacted to what he did, and you know, this guy grew up doing this and. We were all together doing this and things happening, you know, just look like from kind of like what Nas does, you know, like right. he has people's perspectives, people's lives in this in his environment. That's what Nas does a lot, yes. you know, and really when you hear him talk in, in, in first person, so right. to speak, yeah. like where he's coming from, you know, right. um, that's what, from what I gather from Nas. You know I mean, I mean, except for Illmatic, Illmatic was very introspective, very like... Mm-hmm. Saying him, him like Project Kid, growing up. This is what I went through. But all the releases after that were more from the third person. That's true. Him, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Analyzing his surroundings, and I felt like obviously he was my biggest influence. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of doing what he was doing. I was analyzing my surroundings and analyzing people's lives instead of looking into my life. I'm mm-hmm. like, hold on, man. I've done three, four releases of me looking into other people's perspectives and studying knowledge and dealing with the government and all that shit. But what about me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about what about what I went through? what about my parents? What about you know what I'm saying? Right. So I kinda like I had to give the fans that release. Um Yeah, you did a great my- job, man. Great job. I mean you really paint good pictures, man. And they were really vivid as I was going through this album. Like, for example, the song uh Memento. and times, scripted in my rhymes, scribbling lines of wickedness and crime, mirrors align, is it just a sign, deep deeper find these pictures in my mind, 
Visions and times are scripted in my rhymes Scribbling lines of wickedness and crime It's just a sign, it's just, just a sign It all depends on how you look at life You may see a difference to my blue and white Different perspectives interject when reviewing light We don't see the same shit in the spectrum with our truest sight he hung me off a wooden pine with henny stains Flicked the dust between my eyes before we decided to aim Looked directly through my lens and saw vessels riddled with pain Crime adolescence licking off pebbles for instant fame Liquor in his frame, flicking through my memory circuits Watching the chicky tape from last night with Hennessy's twerking and started cheesing It shook me up to stop my brain from freezing Sometimes the picture stored in my head I used for dreaming so I doze off The last one was taken with the scope off Resemble Kodak Black with his neck snap and no shot It's kinda rare Sketches of a man drawn to violent peers Looking at the photos of his cousin trying to hide his tears I weigh about a kilo light, a couple inches height My brain contains a cartridge with a megapixel sight They pull me out to snap pictures of life Scanning exposed passage to the film's characters The fabrics of my soul I heard the images subjective to the brain I heard the images receptive to the pain Leaving my soul through these wires and leaving prints Every moment from this universe expands from within With the gadgets on my skin as they grab me to begin Capture panoramic action, shot in fractions in the glimpse Shot in fractions in the glimpse yeah. Yeah. Deep deep and find these pictures in my mind Visions and times scripted in my rhymes Scribbling lines of wickedness and crime Mirrors align, is it just a sign? Deep deep and find these pictures in my mind Visions and times scripted in my rhymes Scribbling lines of wickedness and crime It's just a sign, it's just, just a sign What are you trying to get across here? All right, so a lot of people don't really realize um, I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of a camera. Ah. Oh. Perspective of if a camera was able to speak, if oh. it, what it would say, what it would, you know, like I don't know if you've heard Nas's song, um, "I Gave You Power." Oh yeah, like, the gun. Uh, yeah. I'm doing that, but the, from the perspective of a camera. Yeah, I see. So if you listen really closely, you hear what like. I say certain things and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, like basically the first, I'd say like 16 bars, I'm talking about a guy who's holding this camera and he's flicking through pictures of moments that he went through in his, in his life. So he's flicking through the time when he was chilling, partying, and he's, then he flicks to another picture of a girl, you know, she's dancing, twerking and stuff. Yeah. So... Basically, he's flicking through me. He's he's holding me in his hand, and oh. he's flicking memory. Oh wow! What you know? What I'm saying like my circuit. You know my memory circuit. Yeah. He's like looking at all the moments that he had in his life, just as Nas described the guy picking up the gun. The gun. Yeah. About to shoot. You know he's gonna use the gun, and Nas is the gun, and you know he's holding his genitals and stuff like yeah. that. You know? Right. I kind of tried to do that with it. 
but I don't think a lot of people clutch the concept behind that. But that's what Memento was about. Wow, that was yeah, that was dope. It what what it made me think of was you know, um, you kind of opened it up talking about um like how we all like formulate different perspectives, even if we yeah. experience the same exact situation. So I was just trying to, I just wanted you to like get your perspective like on like uh american hip-hop versus uk hip-hop and like yeah. what are some of the differences or similarities you see all right so what i'll say first and first was first with that whole that first four lines yeah what i meant by that was like we may see i i've got this belief here yeah, like it's i don't you know what i'm saying like it's just my own personal belief that like, we we don't actually see the same things, like, the same objects, you know? Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, the same colors and same objects. My What I perceive as a blue may not be what you perceive as a blue. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It might be a completely different blue to you. Like, mm-hmm. it might be might be my red. You know what I'm saying? Right. My white, my your green. But we've somehow been able to come to an agreement that what we see is actually what we think we see is the same. Mm-hmm. But don't actually, if I, if I was, if I took your eyes and I looked through your eyes, it would be completely different to what I saw. Right. But we were in agreement that this sky is blue. That's a wall over there, but it looks different. Do you understand what I'm trying oh, to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we, we think we see things the same, but it's just something that I've always thought, but for mm-hmm. like my mind, like we don't, we don't actually see the same colors, you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we think we see the same green, but it's just a different green to your green. Yeah. But when we describe the green, we still understand that you're seeing the same green, but we're not really, like, it's just it's just a mad, like, fun concept that I've always had in my mind that I think that makes little, me think. If, yeah, little subtle differences and stuff, yeah. And um, also, obviously, it can apply to many things, you know, how we see life, how we how we act, why we do the things we do, mm-hmm. you know, to answer your question, you know, you said how it is in the States to the UK. Yeah. Like is how do you, you, yeah. How do you see American hip hop versus UK hip hop? What are the different similarities? Like how, how does that, how do you guys see that? Um, it's hard to say, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're no, we we definitely look up to American artists, whether we want to admit it or not. You uh-huh. know, you get a lot of artists over here that want to go on like they don't need to mess with any U.S. artists. We got it over here. We got it locked. We're the best. Mm-hmm. We don't need them kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether they whether they like it or not, whether they or not, they look up. They've looked up to a, a lot of American artists at one yeah. point in their life. I'm saying so what I would say first and foremost, we are very proud, like we are very proud and very like kind of patriotic in our force where it's like everything has to be UK. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be UK based. Don't you mess with UK artists, don't mess with American artists, mm-hmm. don't mess with American producers, mm-hmm. you know, keep UK, keep it real to what you know. Mm-hmm. And I kinda understand that obviously I'm gonna talk about my environment in the UK. I'm not gonna speak in an American accent. Right. I'm not talking about Metro lines and 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 you know what I'm saying and um and you know what I'm saying like yeah. American like um, dynamics. I'm not going to be speaking on those things like project blocks and stuff. We don't we don't have project blocks. Mm-hmm. We have state buildings. Mm-hmm. We have a 
in apartments. So obviously I'm not going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. But this whole like don't mess with U.S. artists and you know stick to your own and no, nah, I don't I don't agree with that. When did that you know? kind of come about? When did, when did you start seeing that come about? Well, in my opinion, that's the whole reason why Grime was formed mm-hmm. because in their mind they were like, okay, these U.S. cats are doing hip hop. Mm-hmm. We're not Americans, so we don't need to do hip hop. Why are we doing hip hop? I'm just speaking from what I think. Yeah, sure. On the minds of these guys, yeah? mm-hmm. it's like, why are we doing hip hop for? We're not American. That's mm-hmm. their thing. Mm-hmm. We need to do things. So I feel like they formed Grime as sort of like their version of hip hop. How you spell that? Grime. G R I M E. You. Oh Grime. Oh Grime. Okay, no. You've heard of um, I know Dizzy Dizzy Rascal. You ever heard of artists like that? No, I haven't. No, unfortunately, no. Dizzy Rascal, Wiley, Stormzy. Mm-hmm. Never heard of these guys. No, I never. I'm, I have never um, heard of these guys. Yeah. What is? They're kind of you know Skepta. Have you heard of Skepta? Oh yes, I have. Yes, yeah. Right. So these these are grime artists. Got you. They're doing things great, big things in America. Like they, that's why I'm quite surprised you ain't heard of a lot of these artists. But they're actually crossing over. And working with U.S. artists. But my point is, back to my point, what I'm trying to say is I feel like they formed Graham because they thought that's our version of hip-hop. We don't need to do U.S. hip-hop because we're not American. So mm. we're going to do our thing, Graham, keep it British, keep it U.K., keep it real to what we know. Yeah. And that's why I feel Graham is here today, you know, because they yeah. didn't want to do hip-hop. They didn't want to rap. They wanted to do their thing. Mm-hmm. So... That's that's just my opinion. And, yeah, I, I kind of like I like the I like the whole Skepta moving and all that. I, I really like that they're keeping it like that because it intrigues me just to hear y'all side of the story. It's very similar to our side, you know. Mm. And it's just good to hear it in that that accent and just the way mm. the beats are different. I kind of yeah. It is and it formed it formed from drum and bass. It's yeah, a mixture, it sure is. It's a mixture of drum and bass, reggae. And House and Garage. Yeah, I can hear that. Apparently, it was created by one guy called Wiley. Mm. And he's from East London. He's mm. from the East of London. And he, he birthed that sound, you know? So, I mean, I respect it. But it's... I mean, for you guys, it's so fresh because you guys have been hip-hop orientated. Yeah. Since the beginning of your time, you know what I mean? So, yeah. for me, I don't know. I've just... I've never resonated with it. I... There's some songs I like, grime songs, but there's not a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you I could handle. I guess that's but, what um, it is. Like you said, it's fresh to us. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So you guys appreciate a little bit more. Yeah. I respect certain grime artists. There are some real talented grime artists out there, but for the most part, I'm hip-hop. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, you know, right. I've always related more with hip-hop. It's just how I've got down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know some something that I, I I notice is um talking to a lot of MCs, um especially underground M- American MCs, um it they always they, whenever they go over touring Europe they just say how much they love it over there versus you know touring over here in America they feel like over there you guys embrace like the lyricism more and so forth. I'm just wondering why why they think that is that is is that true in a sense you guys. You know, over here, we have all different facets of hip-hop. As you know, like right now, there's nothing wrong with it where it's more glossy, more 
materialistic and so forth. But a lot of these MCs I talk about when they go over there, they feel so much love um, from you guys. I can definitely relate to that. And I kind of feel like that's a trait of just human humans in general. Mm-hmm. We like to embrace I see. outside more than we embrace each other. Yeah. Cause, and I'll tell you why I can relate. Because I can, I've, I've done many shows in Europe. I've mm-hmm. done shows in Germany. I've done shows in Belgium. I've done shows in Paris. I've done shows in Hungary. And I'll tell you something now, yeah. I don't get half as much love over here as I do when I go over there. I see. Okay. Yeah. I great. It's great. And it's, it's like, you just wonder, like, first and foremost, I'm not even speaking in your language. I'm not even rapping in your language. Mm-hmm. I'm rapping. <laughs> something completely different. You probably <laughs> can't even understand half the things I'm saying. But yet, you fucking, you know, love me like, like the the, the hospitality is insane. Yeah. You know, like the most nicest people. But I just feel like it's just because I'm not from their area. I'm not from there. You know, I'm a yeah. new guy, fresh. I'm new, like new face, whatever. So they're gonna embrace it. I've I, I've always put it down to that. You know, and, that, um, that's a good point because you you have a better perspective than most of us being able to do London and then come over here. Uh, that yeah, that that's that's probably what it is. Yeah, and I get love in America as well. I get love. You know, people love the accent, whatever, whatever. You know, they show love. So um, you're saying you're saying like when you went to Germany and stuff, they they might not even understand what you're saying, but they vibe into it, huh? Mm, yeah. Wow. You oh. know, I think that's a I think that's an American thing where. If we don't understand, it's hard for us to vibe. But it seems like other countries, especially like over there, where you guys are so close to people that speak different languages, maybe it's just easier for y'all to kind of accept accept it. It's weird to me. I, I, I'll say, though, a lot of these guys, um, they are very, like, strict with what they like. They don't just like any and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel one of the reasons might be because I know a lot of these guys love American hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I think I I make music quite similar to American hip hop. I see. You know what I'm saying? The beats I, I fuck with and the style I come with and you know I fuck with American artists. So I kinda feel like they see me as a sort of like an American artist. Obviously I'm English but they give me a pass I as see. if give an American artist a pass because I make music similar to the Americans, you oh, know? Okay. So I feel maybe that's, maybe that's one, one of the reasons, I don't know, but they are very like, they're not tolerant of a lot of things. They only, from what I've seen anyway, they don't, mm-hmm. they're, they're very like, you know what I'm saying? They're like connoisseurs of this whole right. thing. Right. Yeah. I was hearing about that. Right. They study hard and they don't just let anything pass. You know what I mean? They don't let, just let anything in. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, of that kind of fabric, that kind of texture for them to fuck with it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. And I've just been lucky enough to get the love, man. So, it's, you know, I mean, a lot of, I, I fuck with a lot of artists, man. A yeah. lot of American artists. You know, I'm, I've got projects coming with a lot of them. That's and I good. will say, it's quite weird because I feel like a lot of American artists are starting to embrace a lot of British artists now. Yeah, I'm starting to see that kind of flow. When you look at the blogs, you're starting to see that there's a, it's, it's a, a, a lot of that coming over here, which is bring it on. We we would love to have some fresh perspectives. Yeah. It's dope, man. So yeah, man, it's all it's, it's about time we because I remember growing up, man, thinking why are we not connecting? Mm-hmm. We both 
same, you know, obviously the way we word it, the accent is different, but the language is the same. We speak the same. If you speak, I'm speaking That's to right. an American person right now and I know exactly what he's saying. Exactly. So, I never understood why in the beginning we never connected as much in the first place. I don't know. Maybe That's a good question. You know, because there were UK hip hop artists mm-hmm. out in the early times, so mm-hmm. I don't. I, I just never understood why we didn't do it earlier. But I, think, now it's, I think it's time for a hip hop British invasion. I mean, there you, you already did with rock with the Beatles and all that. Now let's see what we can do with the hip hop. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of ta- talent in Britain, man. There's some. Real talented people here, I bet. you know. Mm-hmm. Like you say, to even film directors, we actors, you know, we got we got talent here. Yeah, you do. Talent. Yeah, I kind of finished a, a Netflix show called um, Black Mirror. I think that was kind of based over uh, uh, over in uh, Europe, and that was a dope, dope Netflix series, yeah. man. Still have yet to watch that. I keep hearing about it. Yeah, yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it. Snaps the frame to the eye of fraction scene The world starts between the lens before we catch the dream From back in green, breaking boxes down to purchase villas My girl went in her, saw my first before she birthed the mirror Occurred with sinners, liquor merged beneath the bourbon zipper Fed swerve, eclipsed the bus, they wish to purge to kill us Disturbed visions of my vicious art With precision script the craft Every pixel was a distant image passed From dipping class to chopping weight Shift on top of states, some adopted case Clicking glocks when helicopters Chase. We fostered hate, pocket blades, scrape, converse and haze Walk my face to glisten with precision on the frosted chain My loss became to study God's with the exalted ploy Shuts open, boys, feds watch like shogun's poise We swipe the stolen droids, vivid like a Polaroid Descriptive photos of a violent bipolar boy Polar boy. Where do I go, this images we take Still a piece of our soul She's pretty in the pictures, but inside she's hollow Look inside and get your third eye lens in control where do I start? Where do I go? to say the images we take still a piece of our soul Dodging the police for the dope In the belly of the beast that we roam Got us losing control, control Hey yo, control, the stargazer A lost script of parchment paper Scarred like Vega Dark liquor guava chaser Macabre embracer Fast and sedan with geisha Part the glacier Master in the dark fantasia My arms equator Filled with black paints and dope and guts Ice planets round my wrist beneath a woven cloth The young dispose inside a split before they focus ruts Evictions opus is to stick you from ferocious plots I paint spirits with pens Spill the ink and leave a print on your lens Split the image with a cynic pretense Stick your bitch with a promiscuous friends Polaroid picks my scripts with a pernicious offense I could vividly blend a cold nexus from my penmanship From these dirty steps where I developed all my negatives Seen through an opaque lens from the ages 10 Look, that pictures paint a thousand words when I scrape the pen. Where do I start? Where do I go? They say the images we take still a piece of our soul. She's pretty in the pictures, but inside she's hollow. Look inside and get your third eye lens in control. Where do I start? Where do I go? They say the images we take still a piece of our soul. Dodging the police for the dough in the belly of the beast that we roam. Got us losing control. Where do I start? Oh, oh, oh.
hey, if you're enjoying Book Speaks Beyond, do us a big favor. Go inside any of our show notes of any of our episodes, and you'll see an icon that will take you to iTunes, where you can subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We just played this song called Polaroid. Now, the funny thing is you named it Polaroid, and I'm wondering how many people who heard this song even had an idea what a Polaroid is. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, or they might have forgotten from their childhood memories. That's right. Know. Right. Yeah. So you, you said um, they say the images take a piece of our soul. What do you mean by that? So another another one of my like internal theories, you know, that I don't really share with anybody, but mm-hmm. I feel like um, every photo is like an imprint of mm-hmm. that whoever whoever's, whoever the photo's taken on, that's a piece of their DNA slash soul yeah. in that moment in time, mm-hmm. right there, you know, whether it was taken in. 1984 or now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's that person's print. Oh. No, nah, I've I've heard cultures, some other cultures say that too. Like, they don't like the cameras because they think the same thing. What is that taken from me, you know? That's the, that's the, so, you know, yeah. that's, that's another one. I've never really seen anyone talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, until now, you're just saying that's that's quite deep, man. I'd love to study that more. Yeah, but it's just another another theory of mine. Like that's how I feel. Photos. Yeah, you know I mean, I do you know? What I mean, they trap you know, they trap you. So, how do you time. feel about social media then? I mean, is it stealing a lot of our soul? Is it enhancing it? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, social media is it's like um it's like a conscious playground. It's like <laughs> You 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 load in your conscious, mm-hmm. your conscious into the program, so you tap in. When you log in, your conscious is just logged in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you explore different things that make you feel different emotions mm-hmm. and make you act a certain way and affects you in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? It's like the internet period is one big um, forum to upload your conscious in, consciousness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you up, you go in and you sprint, you look around and you know what I'm saying? You're on different websites and you're looking at different things and some websites manipulate you, some mm-hmm. try and help you, teach you, uplift you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Know, I, I feel like there's more bad than good for the internet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I, I think I can, I can. I kind of get that point, too. I forgot what I was reading, but they have these mega computers that are, like, hooked up to the Internet. And they say the stuff that those computers can learn, man, is crazy. Yeah, it's scary, man. Yeah. yeah. AI, AI and shit is, is, um... You think we're in trouble? You think we're in trouble? Well, the guy, um, you heard of Elon Musk? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's saying don't fuck with AI, Yeah, he bro. sure is. <laughs> yeah. He's saying don't do it. Don't, we we don't know what we're getting ourselves into, but yeah. you know you you know man man has to uh, explore until he's learned his lesson, isn't it? Exactly. He always has to, until he realizes that's not what God intended, that's what na- not what nature intended, and we fuck we fuck ourselves over, and yeah. then we realize how to do it. You know what I mean? That's just 
You know, I mean, look at these movies, man. These movies prophesize the shit. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Come on, man. These guys knew. They knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You should see. I was on the internet. I was looking at these robots they have now. Man, they can, like, really have good conversations with you now. It's 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 really getting scary out there. I, it's, I heard it's a big thing in Japan as well. A lot yeah. Of companion dolls and shit for, like, you know, because apparently Japan's a very um fragmented kind of place. It's very, like, it's, I don't know how true it is, but from what I've heard, there's it's very lonely, if that makes sense. Like, oh, okay. Like, nobody, I don't know, like, there's not enough connection between mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I heard people people pay, like, money to go get hugs and shit. Like, wow. Yeah, there's stuff you can go to just to get a hug. You pay and you get a hug. Wow. Stuff like that. That is out there. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Well, next time, if you ever go on tour out there, let me know, man. I would like to <laughs> yeah, hear about I mean, that. There, but I've heard, I've heard things, you know. Yeah. And, um, so it's just, yeah, that's the new thing now. AI. Yeah. Fucking yeah hopefully, hopefully. Um, can you imagine one day AI they start having MCs? Can you imagine like what pictures they can paint? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> an, an AI MC? What? You know what I saw the other day? I saw, yeah, I was on this YouTube channel, and this guy was playing a, he was playing a YouTube video. So it was a guy on the YouTube channel playing a YouTube video, if hmm. that makes sense. Okay, yep. And it was a, it was just like some seminar or something. And what they were doing, it was a guy displaying some new technology. And what they can do now, yeah, they can they can take a picture of you. So say say they find a picture of you, they can create, they can make you. It's I can't even explain it. Basically, if I took a picture of you now, yeah, and I was them, I can make you say things that you didn't say. What? Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Where they can now they can make you say things and do things that you didn't do based on. This just a picture of you. They can maneuver you, move you around. Mm, that's scary. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, look, the guy was like, look, let me show you this. He's like, here's a picture of this actor, this famous Hollywood actor. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to make him say something now. So he makes him, in the same voice, makes him say something that he actually, they just computer. Mm. I was like, this is scary. Yo, that's really scary. Like, you could trap so many people with that. Like, oh, when would you, uh, that would just, how would you know what's reality anymore, right? Like, already people don't even really believe what people saying on social media and all that. Can you imagine now, like, no, that's his face. Look, he said it. Yo. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be bugged. And the thing is, they may not even introduce it when they bring it. They may just start doing it. They might be doing it right now. Yeah. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like no, nah, this this is this is not nah, this is not real. The same. I'm not seeing this right now. Like, yeah. So that means like if I if that ever really happened, I, I would never speak to anyone online on the phone anymore. You gotta meet me in person. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? And anyone that wants to hear it gotta meet me in person too. I'm gone. I'm off the internet. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. 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 Yeah. Man. I ain't catching no pictures of me online. I re- <laughs> We're pretty like funny with all of that stuff. Anyway, I don't yeah. really put pictures online anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's I try. Hard. 
being an artist is hard, but yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's scary times, man. It is. in the purse half spanish grandma used to drag us to the church i had a small anemic frame behind a massive shirt back in dust swiping off the ashes off of matthew's verse staring at the tabernacle with a passive hurt held my cousin's pain from the cancer wish i had it first studying through books trying to heal his chakra earth held it for seven years and cried when they dragged his hearse facing a couple years from backing with a strap the bus lying to my grand about my grades started rapping worse wanted to leave though lost in kicks and tops from mosquitoes fucking guyanese hoes hard-headed breed from the scars i conceived though never knew my mom's heard her pops as part creole kind of felt deceived though learned the harsh realities of life getting boxed up by my older brother taught me how to fight faded pictures in my navy suede kickers with the stripes swinging arms with eight niggas on the state prison heights scribbling signs on ice packaged on blueberry plastics on back of back grades when miss nash plays the asterisk for bad kids my cousin's dad was driven off insane around the same time kaya caught a bullet from jermaine what do you believe in Trying to raise you like an empress with a pivotal preference And use wisdom from the walls read from inner perceptions Disposition from a force-fed submissive acceptance Force of knowing that you cried to sleep leaves me depressing I'm sorry for the drama For the shit I did I guess the separation's karma Hoping you never catch my trace of eagle-aided sagas Or inherit hate this world pains for baby fathers You're aging faster certain things that you can sense From keys jingling the hallways coming home you grab my legs I kiss your head you talk of missing me and wish I never left As a universe I stare at my existence in the flesh What do you believe in? Heaven or hell? Don't believe in heaven cause we living in hell Don't believe in heaven cause we living in hell We don't believe in heaven cause we living in hell What do you believe in? Heaven or hell? We don't believe in heaven cause we living in hell We don't believe in heaven cause we flipping on hell We don't believe in heaven cause we living in hell Got another song in there called Solace. Yeah. What do you want us to take away from this song? Um, when I wrote that, I was in a very depressed place in my life. You know, I was in, I was at a very low point. What, what was happening? What was going on? Just. Nothing really like drastically happened. Just 
things weren't going certain like the ways that I wanted them to go. Yeah. Um, you know, just just life, man. Just just get you know, you get your low points and your high points. Right. And uh, you know, that was a low point. And I kinda I don't know. I I I, I just wanted to, I wanted to put it, I wanted to take that energy of that low energy and put it through something positive, you know what I'm saying? Take that energy and give it back to the, through the music and turn it into something that people enjoy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You understand? Like yeah. Make it, make it an art piece, basically. Make yeah. it an art piece. That, that turn that energy, instead of like internally just holding on to it and letting it like get you, like just put it on paper and turn it into some a form of art and just give it to the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is my favorite song on the album. I just love that, man. Well, thank the you, beat man. and everything was just dope, man. You had you had a you had a line in there. I just wanted you to kind of talk about it. You said, "I'm sorry for the drama, for all the shit I did. I guess the separation is karma." Talk about yeah. your relationship. I think that you're talking about your daughter. If I'm that correct. was um, that was me with like the mother of my child and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. I did a lot of stuff, man. That shouldn't, you know. Yeah. Back, you know that I don't know. I was, I was, you know, I was naive and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was with friends and stuff, and yeah, things, things like things happened, and uh, I kind of, you know, maneuvered a way that I shouldn't have, mm-hmm. and you know, it yeah. led to me being separated from her. But at the same time, it was looking back, at it, it was needed because, like, I was reckless, you know, I was mm-hmm. doing things that weren't cool mm-hmm. and I needed that I needed to be on my own anyway but I just didn't realize it you know what I'm saying right. and um yeah man so that was just yeah that, that that was that's something that I deserved you know like everything that happened based on my actions uh was what I deserved so when I say the separation's karma like the pain I went through that's my karma yeah, for the actions for the actions that I you know what I'm saying for the things I did like every action has a reaction so right my actions, the karmic debt came back to me, and I had to pay that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like how you used um, the chorus. What do you believe in? Heaven or hell? We don't believe in heaven because we're living in hell. Now, that is a dope Wu-Tang line. Why did you choose to use that for the chorus? I was just in the studio, and I was trying to come up with a chorus. And um, I don't know. I just... Did that? It just came out. It clicked, yeah. It just, you know, it kind of relates to the song. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna throw this in and get someone to kind of do a little harmony on top of it. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it just, I was just freestyling to be honest. Oh, that's dope though. It went perfect. Like how? It made me think. How was the Wu Tang movement over there for you guys? It's big, man. It was. Amongst my peers, yeah, we we worshipped. Yeah. Come on, like we, I had every single tape, every single album, you yeah, know, everything. Like for me, the Wu, two two groups changed my life, Wu Tang and Mob Deep. Oh wow, yeah. yeah those, those two had the biggest imprints on my influence and mm-hmm. Nas as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's what really really got me into hip hop. Wow. That so, yeah, man. That's um, dope, Wu, man. Wu- yeah, that. I remember when Wu came out too. It was almost like your story where you were trying to get your friends to listen to like Snoop and all that. 
on my side, I was like the connoisseur of hip hop, and I was like, "Yo, check out the Thirty Six Chambers." My boys are like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> this is it." And then like a few months later, it was like household name, you know, crazy. I mean, what's funny is I got into Thirty Six Chambers later on. Oh, okay. I missed that whole era. Yeah, it was weird because I told you I started in the that's West Coast. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I didn't, really know, I didn't know too much about hip hop, so they, my cousin came over with um. He came over with Jizza first. Oh, I, I can only imagine how that hit you, man. <laughs> and he came over with Jizza and Cuban Links. Oh my God! You got hit with that? Yeah, I got hit with those two. That was my introduction. A lot, a lot of people was basic chambers to me it was it was it was it was it was liquid swords man and, oh. and, and Raekwon so and then Ghost Iron Man came later and I was just blown up like my I, I can't even describe what what it did to me I, I know man because <laughs> those those right there that's like 36 chamber was like I don't it's I don't have the right word but that was like elementary woo you know what I mean like fundamental woo and then when you got them separating during their own things, they really went in. Like the lyrics just went on a whole different level. So you got hit. You got hit hard. <laughs> hard, man. The, the Liquid Swords album. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite solo release. Like, a lot of people. Yes, that's a good one. I think Liquid Swords really like resonate with me on a deep level, man. Mm-hmm. Like deep, deep level. Like the beats were just just me that was me if yeah. i could make beats i would have been making beats like that you know I mean? <laughs> yeah I, I always had a cold kind of dark side like dark mm-hmm. like you know i was kind of a very um like I, I i was um what's the word man like i never used to be around people a lot as a kid oh uh like an introvert kind of yeah yeah so i would always be like on my own in my own room doing my own thing yeah you know i'm saying and I don't know, like, I'd just be listening to Jizzle, like, on my own, chilling. Oh, yeah, in a dark place, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I would have my headphones, I'd have my little headphones, I'd just put it in and just zone, man, to Jizzle, like, I'd be like, this guy, this dude, thinking, who are these guys, man, like, would I ever meet them, kind of thing. (laughs) Have you bumped into any of them? I've done done a show with Jizzle before. Oh, wow, you told him how you, all this you're just telling me? No, no, he was he was busy. He was oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, like chicks around him and stuff. Like I just so I didn't even really. You meet again. Him. Y'all meet again. I bet you. Yeah, Ghostface as well. I've met Ghost. I wow. Did show, I did the show with Redman and Method Man. Whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. So I've met all these guys, but every time you you can't talk to them because it's like every like yeah. Them, so you just leave them to it. Well, that's wor- That's 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 dope to grow up listening to them. Them like changing your perspective, and then performing with them is crazy. You don't even know how surreal it was mm-hmm. to like, you know, what I'm saying, listen to these guys, then start rapping, and then my raps took me to actually meeting these guys who actually got me into starting rapping, like <laughs> starting writing. So yeah, it was. It made me realize that I need to take this rap shit serious. Mm-hmm. Um, just get on, get on my. Get on it hard, you know. So when yeah, did you man, start I, taking it serious? Like, what, what? All right, so I started rapping in at about fourteen. Oh, okay. I was in school, and um, there used to be a dude in my class called um Tyrone, and 
he used to have the same tapes as me, like the whole woo shit and stuff. We'd shit, exchange tapes and stuff. And um, one day he was like, come to my house. He's like, come over, man. I make beats. Hmm. So I was like, what? You make? Because at that time I was so naive. I was so like, only the Americans can make beats. Only the, <laughs> yeah. So it's very like small kind of mentality where it's like, no one can make a record. No one can make a song. If it ain't Wu-Tang, you can't make a song. No one, like, I'm an average Joe, like, why, how would I, how am I going to make a song? Like, mm-hmm. how would I even, I had this kind of weird mentality, like, no one can do it. Yeah. Like, except these guys. And then he was like, no, nah, come over. I got, I got beats. I make beats. And it was just sounded so alien to me. I was like, how? <laughs> yeah. And then he, I came over to his house and he, he, his beats were crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? How are you making shit like this? <laughs> Like, and then from there, I was about 14, yeah, about four, just about ready to go into um, secondary high school, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And I started rhyming, man. I started rapping with him. We started making songs. We would we would record the songs on his computer and shit and then take it home, put it on a CD and stuff. So, yeah, that was, it was a hobby for about, from about 14 to about 18. Mm-hmm. And then when I took 18, 19, um, I started rapping with older guys. I started rapping with dudes around my way who, you know, who were doing it as well. And they would always tell me, man, don't stop doing what you're doing. You're, you know, everyone, everywhere I'd go and I'd rap, people would be like, yo, you got it. Yeah. They'd be like, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Everyone would always tell me, like, you're one of the best. Did you around. feel, did you feel like you, did you believe them in a sense? <sighs> no, I would say probably no. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, like I'll just, I'll just be like surprised every time. I'll be like, I'll be like, what are you guys seeing? Like, what am I doing differently? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and they'll just be like, trust me, like you've got something. Like, don't stop. And then, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, when don't. I hit <laughs> twenty, that's when I started like making songs, and then I put together a mixtape, and then it went crazy. I put it out, and people were going crazy and shit. Like, we've got magazines, wow. hip-hop fiction, all the British magazines, all the blogs. Let me ask you that. Let me ask you about that. What What is the, what are the big British or big, I guess, British or European hip-hop blogs? Like, where do people go? What would that be? Uh, I mean, for now, there's, there isn't much platforms anymore. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, but back in, back in, like, the 90s and stuff, like, early 2000s, you had um, Hip Hop Connection, mm. you had Vibe Magazine, okay. you, had, um, you had Blues and Souls, you had um, uh, DJ Mag, you had, um, uh, yeah, so like Hip Hop Connection, HHC, mm-hmm. was like the Source Magazine. Oh, okay. You weren't, you got in there? Yeah, I got in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got, yeah, I got like three articles in there. Wow. Um, yeah, man. So, I'll, 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 you know, I got a lot of love, man, coming up. I got a lot of love coming up. That's dope, so, man. I mean, that's yeah. really dope. Yo. 
can't be right that I ain't seen you all these years Broken fragments of my life are put together with these tears It's the third time I've tried to talk about you in the verse To the girl who gave my name and put my presence on this earth Is your son the second scar kid you never raised Cold Henny in the glasses I think about the days of people saying I look like you Used to piss me off cause what I thought you did was spiteful But who am I to judge can never understand your views and ways And why you would deceive me My grandma used to back you said you never had it easy You abandoned and deceived the bad seed of school chewing Days of staring at the door wishing you walk through it On a cold stairwell observing life through a broken lens Wishing I can call you after a fight with my older friends Or maybe falling off my first bike my first offence Shutting weed for my growth you were all that I need And trust I mean no disrespect to my grand she did her best Probably save me from the streets, putting a hole in my chest She took us in, put clothes on her back, food on the table The first family in the hood to have movies on cable I never forget the fun we had cause she loved us bad Ducking bullets on the fuzzy screen with a strap, I loved her for that In every struggle, man, she always held it down My pops would bring a lot of stress when he would come around But fuck him, I know he's the main reason why you broke down I heard the rumors of his abuses when he was smoked out I can't lie though, came to girls, he gave me good advice he saw my daughter more times than I've seen you in my life And that's twisted To see your presence is an apparition Left me to learn from all the actions and your bad decisions Feels like my back's in prison trying to survive Hoping my daughter sees her father when she looks in my eyes Hoping it makes you smile To see your son raising a child I feel lost like Malcolm X when he was facing a trial Phone in the deep end Sometimes I really feel like leaving This world's deceiving I grip the stout and blow some trees in the wind As I think of all the things I learned without you all the things I love without you. Love without you. Yeah. just played this album called silk crows i was trying to understand why is it what, what what's the title mean what is what is the silk crow uh, it's just a play on words. Oh, okay okay you know what I mean? that's um, what i thought yeah yeah it's like to be dead serious with you it's just a play on words man like, yeah i feel like whenever I, I write a song i give it a title and sometimes the title doesn't necessarily have to relate to mm. the concept you know, I like that. I like when people do that. But I was just making sure. I like I like random random titles. Yeah. You know, like Doom, like Doom's the king. Yeah. Of that. Oh yeah. His <laughs> songs the most like unrelated songs. Yeah. And he might just say it one time in the lyric. He'd be like, mm, "Food." Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, "Okay, yeah. there it is." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's more like a title. It's like you know, artists like would name their pictures mm -hmm. something in it or. You know, you just name it, whatever. And yeah. I kind of just... It yeah. was actually... I saw two words. I saw silk and I saw crows in two different places. Uh, I just put it together. And I kind of feel like a crow is kind of like silk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it kind of just... You know, it wasn't nothing. Yeah, it did. It made me, it made me want to listen. 
So, so you already said you were raised by your grandpa. Uh, I'm sorry, your grandma, because uh, your parents weren't really around. What what happened? Yeah. I right, so my mom. I was never. Um, I was never. I never was around my mom at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, she had us, and um, she had a lot of mental health problems. I see. So she couldn't take care of us, and mm-hmm. um. Like, my grandmother on my dad's side took us in. So, um, basically, like, there's... i got a big family, so, like, I'm the second oldest. Um, i got an older brother. So, my older brother, me, and my sister stayed with my grandmother on my dad's side, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then my mum my had more kids, and she had kids with a different dad, mm-hmm. with a different guy, so... Those kids, like, she had four more kids, and those kids stayed with my grandmother on my mom's side. Mm. Wow. So, and I remember you talking in the song, you were like, it seemed like, um, how did you you kind of feel like when your grandma would defend your mom's actions, you know, and decisions about why she wasn't there to raise you? How did you feel? It made me angry. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I'm like, look, like, if she, if she was here, if she really wanted to do what, you know, like, make an effort, she should have made an effort, you know, she would be here now kind of thing. Yeah. So it kind of made me angry when she would defend us, though, because I just felt like she, she's not doing nothing for you to defend. She's not doing nothing positive for you to defend. She's not making, she's not taking no action. Yeah. So defending her. But at the same time, now I'm older, I can see, like, it wasn't easy for her. Things, right. She went through things. So now I understand what I'm in. Yeah. Back then, yeah, so. yeah. And you and you talked about your pops being in your daughter's life more than he was in your childhood. That that was that was interesting when uh, you opened up about that. How, how does that make how – did, how does that make you feel? No, no. What I said was I, – I, I, what did I say? I said I've seen you more times. I've seen um, seen you more times than uh yeah yeah basically what I was trying to say is my dad has seen my daughter more times than you've seen me yeah my mom yeah oh That's- oh 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 I see I see you're talking to your mom yeah the whole song is talking to my mom's got you got you got you I'm saying like he's seen my daughter more times than I've seen you. Mm. You know, and I don't even see him. Mm, I've see. seen him about twice, <laughs> like so, kind of thing. So yeah, it's deep, man. It's, 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 it's quite deep. That is a deep song. I mean, you really opened up on that song, man. That was, yeah, it was scary. Good wordplay, man. Scary for you, huh? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was scary, man. So has any 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 of your family members kind of heard this song, and what do they think about? Um, my family's a bit like we're cool, but we don't get all kind of yeah. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Like we don't we don't um get all kind of lovey and all that and kind of show. We love each other, but we don't show it. I understand. Yeah. No, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. We don't really talk about those things. And like they won't really come up to me and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, this and that." Mm-hmm. I know they love me, but they wouldn't come up and say it. You know what I'm saying? They'll just be like, they probably hold it down and keep it inside themselves, and they say. Yeah. Well, he went through what he went through, and we love him still, kind of thing. But we wouldn't 
they wouldn't come out and sit and say, you know. So yeah. they probably hurt, and they probably didn't say any. Because the thing is, I don't show my family my music. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. I don't really show. I don't really show them. I don't know. It's weird. Like, no, know? I understand. It's weird sometimes. The, the closer someone is to you, the more you, you just don't want to express certain things. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I just kind of they don't they don't know much about what I do. Mm-hmm. I think they know a little bit, but they don't know much. You know, they just kind of just you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about some little things outside of the music. Um, when you're not pursuing music, what are you doing to try to relax? Listening to music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, we're gonna keep that. Yeah. And the next question is, what three albums and/or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who who you are today? You seem like you're a big music listener. Oh man, that's 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 crazy. I'd have to put that shit in different categories, man. <laughs> okay. Like for soul, you know, it'd have to probably be like for me, Michael Jackson or some shit. Oh, like, yeah. off, the, off the wall type shit. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Um for hip hop, that's a hard one. That's there's just too many songs. <laughs> Nothing. No album hit you? No, nothing? Oh, album. Album and album and or songs, whatever whatever does it. Um, alright, I'll tell you, alright, all right, fuck it, I'll give you a little rundown of my favorite albums. Now we um, got, we got, we, we we need to have three. Oh, uh, three, yeah? Yeah. Alright. Um, so hard, man, but I'd, I'd have to put Red Man's Muddy Waters in there. Oh, word, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Mob Deep. It's between Hell on Earth and Infamous. You know, Ooh, I know a lot. Of yeah. Infamous. I, I'm a big fan of Hell on Earth, so I'll probably put that in there. Okay, Hell on Earth. Um, I would put Nas in, but uh, I, I, I Liquid Swords. Oh, okay, I was, I was I was wondering, like, you gotta say Liquid Swords, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow, those are some those are some those are some dope albums, man. They all they're all they're all kind of dark, but they're all kind of deep. So I can see that. They yeah. just you know powerful, powerful albums. Yes. Like, yeah. Blowing every song just blows you away. It you know? sure does. Yeah. So, um, I just yeah, it's hard. You can't you can't box me in like that. But Nas has to obviously be in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I put a fourth one in there for you. Which which Nas are we talking about? It's weird because people are probably gonna like throw stones at me for this, mm-hmm. but I really love it was written. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, no, it was written was good. I, I think what happened when happened was he came from Illmatic and he was gone so long that when he came back, he was such a totally different person, and people just didn't understand. How such a dramatic change? But if you listen to it was written now, that is a dope album. Lyrically, it's insane. 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 I mean, um, just knowing he had the words with it, like the book, you're like, dude, that's what you said right there. Wow. Yeah, remember the lyrics as well on the inlay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Insane, insane. Crazy. Like, I think people don't realize, man, like how how underrated that album is. Yeah. <laughs> underrated um, I mean people don't rate the production because of the whole 
track masters thing and yeah. even the normal lineup that you had for Ilmatic with Pete Rock and Q Tip and Lars Professor and that but I think he's done a great job man. I think he transcended well, like the beats worked like, yeah. for me, you know, and the songs were just incredible. Like I don't understand why it doesn't get more recognition, man. I just don't get it. I yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean I think it's a really dope album. Like he really he really started talking about himself a little bit more in that album. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he adopted, like you said, he changed. He went for a while, went away for a while and came yeah. back. And I feel like he adopted, because at that time, there was this whole mafioso type gangster stuff. Exactly. Going on, yeah. That, that Cool G rap brought to the table. So I feel like he probably kind of studied Cool G rap a little bit and mm-hmm. saw what he, the whole Godfather saga and all of that. Mm-hmm. And just, what like let me let me kind of put that element in there as well. So mm-hmm. he would sprinkle like the whole mafioso element with like five percent doctrine. Right. You know what I'm like he was he went deep, man. He, he went did. Deep. He really did. You really studied the lines. There's some jewels in there. Man. Oh yeah, dope jewels. Seriously. I still remember um when he came back with "If I Rule the World" and right before the song came on, he had the um. Dang, I forgot the other song. He just had like a little snippet of the first song, this one little song. Uh, oh, Fake yeah. thug, no love. You get the slug. See yeah. before, man. When I when I as he was flown and I was reading the words on the on the on the booklet, I was like, what? You put like three stories in one sentence. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Dang, bro. So you know, Nas, God give Nas his, his trophy. Yeah. You know, kid is the kid is um godly man. Yeah. Now, the show's called Books, Beats, and Beyond, so we're, we're always asking people, what books are you reading right now, articles, whatever, and uh, what books, articles, or whatever had the biggest impact on your life? Um, I, I'll, start with, um, I'll start with what I'm reading right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading a book called um, African Creation Myths. Oh, that's yeah. Wait, wait. Describe the cover. I think I read that one. It's orange and brown. Orange and brown. Who's the author? Do you remember? Uh, Yuli Beer. Okay, Yuli. no, I didn't read that one. I B E I E R. No, I didn't get that one. That that yeah. sounds like a dope book right there, man. What, what what's hitting you in that book right now? It's so deep. Um, it's a small book. It's he basically talks about different tribes. Their, their um interpretation of what they think death is. And what, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? What life... Like, he goes through different tribes in Africa and what their kind of um ideologies were when it came to life and death. Mm. Like, how their philosoph- what their philosophies were. So he'll talk about the Yoruba tribe. Mm. He'll talk about um just loads of different tribes, stories, like, you know, folklore kind of stories yeah. and stuff. Of, like, you know, myths and... Like about you know creation, God, um, you know the, the gods, and you know just what happens when guys. It's just it's just mad deep, man. The origins. I haven't even. I've, I've, I'm like core, core, core way through it. I would love I to read that, man. Is you do do you know if the author's still alive by any chance? I have no idea. Okay, I'll man. follow up on that because that sounds dope. Because like I'm into all that stuff too. Like when yeah. you read a lot of the African creation myths, you start to see a lot of what we kind of like the religions we do over here and over there is you could see kind of where it all kind of evolved from you know it's crazy mm. yeah yeah i mean the, come on the whole i mean for the uk 
I'd say the whole history of like even the monarchy and stuff is based on ancient Egyptian studies. Exactly. You know, things that they either stole or studied and took for themselves and you know, the queen, the concept of all of that and what she wears, what she, you know, uh, you know, everything, 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 everything they do, even down to their buildings, their, their statues, it's all from those who were here before them, you know what I'm saying? Right. That, yeah. And, 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 and stole from, so, you know, it all goes back to the origin, man. I can't wait until that comes a little bit more like mainstream, we start to see that connection, because I think we're doing the world a disservice not really understanding the brilliance that came out of the continent, man. Like, mm. ridiculous. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah, man. It's, it's, um, you know, we're in the information age right now, so people can find it, you know what I'm saying? And people can access the information that they need to access to find out the truth. Yeah. It's just up to you to to to, to want to do that, you know what I mean? But right. it's all there, the information is there. Right. You know? Right. That's why they're trying to fucking neutralize that shit. I know. You know they that freaking you know, they're trying to stop that shit, you know, you know, just lock it down and slow down the internet and That's why know. I always tell people you need to buy the physical book, man. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can't have everything electronic. I'm gonna be like the um uh the 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 um Timbuktu. Oh, shoot, I'll bury my stuff in the backyard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like uh, the internet, man, you can't have everything electronic. Especially a lot of information, I think. Mm, I mean, funny enough, um, I've actually got some books on my phone. You know, I've downloaded mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. ebook, but I can't look at my screen for too long because it starts to hurt my oh, eyes. Yeah, I've I've downloaded a lot of ebooks on like finance and stuff. Oh I'm yeah, to, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get into all of that as well, marketing and um, you know, there's a few like professors that have written some books that I've downloaded and. You know, yeah, just just trying to learn about investments and you know, like learning, yeah, just trying to like build something financially as well. So I'm reading a lot of books on that. Yeah, man, that's a good idea. And it, I, I would I would um recommend like maybe some Warren Buffett books, man. I yeah, mean, I was just about to say. he he makes it really simple, man. I mean, basically, I like what one thing I always keep in heart that he says. He's like, don't invest in anything you don't know what it is. Yeah, and don't yeah. always watch those people on TV talking about investments. Like, mm-hmm. it's simple. Like, if I read him earlier, I used to be a big Netflix watcher, man. If I would have just invested a little bit in Netflix, man, <laughs> you would have been a millionaire by now. But, you know, when when you're thinking, oh, I need to listen to all these analysts on TV and they know what they're talking about. No, they don't. Disinvest what you believe in. You know? Mm-hmm. Very, very true. I mean, I heard about the whole Netflix thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Do y'all don't have Netflix? You do have Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you heard about how? Yeah, they skyrocketed, yeah, man. Some it is, crazy. It is insane now. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what? I think there's always going to be opportunities like that. Oh yeah. Coming. Yeah. You just got your eyes open. You got to. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. That's just got. That's shown you to just keep an eye on what's going on out here. Right. You know, what's the new thing? What's the new? I mean, you got this whole cryptocurrency thing, but. I can't you know, figure that shit out to save my life, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you into know. that? Are you trying to figure that out? Um, I was close, man. I was close to, 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 to you know, trying it out, but I don't know, man. I just, 
I don't know. I got to study it, and I don't yeah. know anything about. You know what I'm saying, yeah. But I, I was close to just at least like buying a, a coin or something. You know what I mean? And just trying uh-huh. it out. Yeah. My friend, he was trying to get me into it, but I just didn't. I just left it, man. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, yeah. A little more studying. So okay. Um. So. What what more do you think that you can contribute to today's hip hop culture? Well, I think there's a lot to contribute right now because of the state it's in. Mm. Uh, I think it's in it's in it's, it's in a. I'm not gonna sit here and like complain or nothing, man. But right, the origins of what it what it was, what it was created for have completely gone out the window in my eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in terms of mainstream, in terms of what they're showing you on TV, like on the radio and that. But, you know, um, it's, yeah, it, it's in a bad state, mm-hmm. you know? But there's, there's guys out here that are trying to keep it to the, to the, to, to what it's supposed to be, you know, to what we know it as, keep the lyrics, keep, keep the art form going, yeah. you know, keep creativity, try and be different. There are guys out here that's that's doing it, but they're not getting any recognition. You know, right. no one's. You know what I'm saying? But I think what I can contribute is um just bringing more creativity, bringing more concepts to the table. Yeah. You know, you know, exploring ideas, trying to. I kind of, you know, I, I mean, Kendrick's not my favorite, but one thing I do respect about him is he definitely tries to break boundaries. Right. He tries to do different things. In terms of the art for someone who's who's as known as him, like at such a high level, like you've got to give him his props to that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Keep, I do appreciate lyrics, that. Lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not my kind of I, I there's songs that I, there's songs that I like that he's done, you know, I like I like even a couple of one of his releases, but mm-hmm. for the most part it's not really for me. I couldn't sit down to it and like get inspired and vibe off it. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he does keep it lyrical. He does try and, he's, he's not trying to compromise, you know what I mean? He's always keeping it. Yeah. Doing his thing. So, um, I think the game needs that, you know what I mean? So, me, yeah, just bringing new ideas, bringing more concepts, trying new things, trying to flip it different ways um, and just help those who are good, like, try and put on those who I feel deserve to be put on if I can help them any way I can. Yeah, that's big. You know? Yeah, and um, just you know, like inspire the youth as well. Inspire the youth. Inspire those coming up, letting them know that it's not all about popping pills and taking lean and right. doing. I mean, it's, there's there's art to this. There's an art form because everyone, all eyes is on hip hop right now. All it eyes. is. It um, is. It's important that we get to the youth and we let them know that yeah, you can do that whole other side of thing. You can pop the lean, you can do the lean. It's up to you. It's your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit and judge you, but there's another because a lot of them don't know that there's another side to this. No, they don't. Yeah, that's looking at yeah. arts, your little pumps and your little whatevers, and that's what they see. That's all they know. It's like when I grew up listening, listening to pop, all I knew was Snoop Dogg. Right. It just so happened that Snoop Dogg was a good artist. Like mm-hmm. it was, I was lucky to be exposed to someone who was good. These kids are being exposed to someone who can't really do much for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? So it's it's not really their fault. It's all they know. Yeah. And I feel like artists like me, where I need to be here to let them know that there's more to this. There's more to them 
Gucci gang and stuff like yeah it's, there's 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 you can you can express yourself in a different way here you know you can you can talk about many different things other than drinking lean like you can you know what I mean you could take it to many different places like don't yeah. don't just stay stuck in this one box and I think that's that's what I really want to bring to the people to yeah let them please know. keep doing that man because uh that, that's definitely needed we we need MCs like you that really get deep with the lyrics you know keep it keep it grimy in a sense but keep it real um reality you know what i mean so yes please get to the kids man we need that <laughs> you know just you know we we sit we 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 us olders are looking down and you know shunning the kids too much and we're like kind of yeah that's wrong right they don't like that the youth don't like that they're like right. they, fuck you if you exactly. You know what I mean? But we're the ones who's responsible for what they see. So we are, we can only blame ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. The way they're yeah. acting, then what's it saying about us? Right. You know what I'm saying? doing something wrong. So I don't I don't come down on the use. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're doing, like, you know, let them do it. Like, like do it do it to the fullest. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to judge, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's dope. So what do you want people to mainly take away from the album Old Pictures? It's just a chapter of my life, man. Um, It's just like kind of like a a, a chapter to let you know myself as who I am as an artist. You know, I felt like I had to give you that side of of myself before I leave. If I ever leave this rap game or Mm -hmm. a parson, whatever... At least you can have that chapter of my life where you can say, okay, well, this is where he came up. This is what he did. This is him. This is how his mom was. This is how his dad was. This is how he got into hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got that side of me now. You can you can take that with you. You know what I'm saying? Amongst the, all the other stuff that I've done, where I'm rapping from the hood perspective and I'm talking about the hood, I've also talked about myself as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can take that with you as well. Like it's like pop, like pop. Pat gave you all of him. Yeah. He gave you, he gave you everything. Like he gave you himself. He gave you the hood. He gave you the gangster life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gave you. The, he gave you everything. And I feel like old pictures is just one part of myself that's very personal that I want the people to have. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just take that with you, and you know, and you know, that's just one side of me. And um, you know, I'm gonna do more things. I've got more things coming different concepts, different chapters, but that's just one chapter there of my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I want people to realise, like, I'm a all I'm a well rounded MC. Like I'm trying to be a real a well rounded MC in the sense of I'm giving you my life from first person and I'm giving you the perspective of what's going on out here in the world and, you know, the government and science and everything. I'm trying to give you everything. Yeah, keep it up, man. Keep it up. I mean, this is dope stuff, man. And I know there's more to come. But just want to say, Melanin 9, thank you so much for being on Books, Beats, and Beyond. Oh, brother, much respect, man. It's a pleasure, man. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we would then put toward the operations of this show. Um, and also, please click on 
the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.